0: This is Double strength. strength Mama Power. It's a stuff podcast. Being a parent keeps you busy. Between food prepping, nappy changing, bag packing, toy forgetting, sleeping, not sleeping, crying and eye spying, there's hardly time to yourself. That's why we make And Mum Toddler Milk an easy option. Ann Mum Pedia Pro 3 Toddler Milk, proud to bring you Double Strength Mama Power.
1: Now you became a solo dad, didn't you? Yeah, yeah for, for quite a while. I took custody. I had full-time custody while the mum went away, so um, that for me was kind of, uh, God, it was like a boy-to-man transformation within seconds, you know what I mean? I had to kind of grow up quick.
2: A true coming-of-age moment. That's an old friend of mine, Kings the Rapper, talking about when he had to take on being a solo dad at just 19 years of age. Oh,
3: 19, it's just so young, oh, just isn't a baby. it? baby. It's hard enough to prepare for kids when there's two of you, but the solo journey, I can only imagine, tests your spirit in every way possible. It sure does. And what's really interesting
2: listening to King's story is how parenthood became a source of creative inspiration for his music as well as being his fast track to adulthood.
3: Mm. One of the great reality checks I had when I became a mum was actually realising that working outside the home was something I needed to do for me. Not just for the money, but for me, for my own stimulation. And trying to strike the balance between fostering those interests with my parenting was ultimately going to be the best outcome for our family. Mm. Balance
2: is the key, isn't it? Mm -hmm.
3: And when you're talking about money, I'm
2: with you on needing that second
3: income mm-hmm. coming
2: in but by crikey the balance it's a fine line it's a big juggle mm-hmm. and that's something that we're going to focus on today the juggle is real folks
0: <laughs> this is double strength mama power
2: Kia ora koutou. Singer-songwriter Kingdon Chapel wilson a.k.a. King's, is enjoying the kind of success so many aspiring musicians dream of. Breakthrough Artist of the Year in 2016, a chart-topping single, Don't Worry About It,
1: Run free, boy, run free, that's what I would have said to the young me.
2: Then last year, his own music label. As if those achievements weren't enough, King's is also daddy to a gorgeous nine-year-old girl and stepdaddy to a wonderful eight-year-old boy. And being a parent has also been a solo journey at times for this passionately committed family man. I spoke to him about the struggle of work versus kids. Is there ever such a thing as balance? Hey, Sir Kings, we've known each other for quite some time now, and I have absolutely loved watching you grow in so many ways, musically, to the fabulous young man that you've become, but also through your parenting as well. You became a dad at quite a young age, didn't you?
1: Yeah, man. I was probably not probably. I was 19 uh 1920 when I had my daughter, beautiful daughter, Navalia, and I got a text. I think I was having like Burger King or something. And I was like, "Oh, cheeseburgers." And then uh the text was like, "You're having a kid." And I, I think I I think I remember dropping my cheeseburger kind of like dramatic like in the movies. <laughs> yeah. I was like, "Oh." And then I picked it up and ate it, which was weird. <laughs> But, yeah, it was uh, – there were so many emotions. Like, as i you're, – you're I'm young, you know, I'm 19 already, young, and, like, not knowing what to do, then I get this message, and the emotions were crazy. Sure.
2: Now, you were with uh, your daughter's mother for a number of years, weren't you? Yes.
1: Yeah. Uh, we were together for four before we had the baby, so five, I'd say, mm-hmm. in total. Okay. Um, we split when baby was one. Um, you know, it, it's – I, you hear that story quite a lot, you know, uh, uh, young adults where they have kids and then they they split. And we, we, we were one of them. One <laughs> <laughs> of the statistics. Yeah, yeah, we were yeah. one of those ones. Yeah.
2: I mean, it's, it's really hard. There's so much more pressure when you have a child. But even at 19, to be with that person for the rest of your life is a big call anyway, isn't it? Because you're Definitely. still growing
0: yeah. and
2: hopefully you grow together, but often you grow apart. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. putting a child into the mix. Yeah. Cool, big time. What did your peers, what did your mates think when they found out that you were going to be a daddy?
1: Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, I think 80, 20, uh, 80%, that's a bad idea, 20% good. Um, I was too young, man. I'm, I even look at it now, like if, if my daughter was to get pregnant at this age, I'd be like, you're too young. Like, you don't understand. But in saying that, like so many great things have come in my life through it. So it's it's a tough one, man. Um my parents found it hard. I lost a lot of friends, to be honest. Uh, it, uh, it, uh, I kind of realised that maybe they weren't friends to begin with. Now you became a solo dad, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For for quite a while, um, for about two years of that time. The, uh, I won't get into the logistics of what, what happened between us, but I took custody. I had full time custody while the mum went away. So, um, that for me was kind of. God, it was like a boy-to-man transformation within seconds, you know what I mean? I had to kind of grow up quick. Um, the question of music being a thing became, do I take music seriously and really seriously because I have to take it seriously, or do I get a nine-to-five and forget about music together And These kind of things were popping up quite a bit. So, man, my mom was like, you better get a job, boy. And I'm like, oh, mum, I like music. <laughs> She's like, nah. I was like, damn. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yeah. So, making
2: a conscious decision then, when you've got this little child in your life, mm. and you're giving their them everything to put music as the way that you were going to create your future and bring in the
1: the bread for the family,
2: yeah. um, that was a big, big. Oh, There's a lot of pressure.
1: That was definitely man. I, I, it was. It had to be. It was definitely the make or break for me. Like there was, you know, hard times. I mean, in terms of music, I didn't have a career. I didn't have any money. Uh, I think I was on the benefit back then. No, I definitely was on the benefit, but, you know, it was just struggle street for me. Um, And then on top of that, I was like I had this huge passion for music that was not going to be 100% secure and and to bet on myself Mm. as well. So all the pressure of that while I got a baby crying and being like, feed me a dick. (laughs) I'm like, ah. (laughs) Yeah.
2: How did you manage to balance it all?
1: gotta man give it up to the grandparents that's gotta be the you know that's gotta be a first um i'd like to lie on this thing and say that i was amazing and fantastic but nah, my um my my family support was incredible throughout that time um i definitely did a lot of the heavy lifting throughout the beginning um the well the nappy changing diaper all that kind of stuff that was all part of the fun um was it, I, was it fun? Yeah, uh, you know, I man. I actually, I a lot. I enjoyed like I actually think I got good at cooking, to be honest. Like, not that you have to do any like special kind of garnishy things, but I kind of enjoyed like my time in the kitchen. It was kind of cool to like make meals for myself and then have like a little side meal for baby and things like that. It was kind of cool. Um, but yeah, the the nappy changing not so much.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: How's uh, your gag uh, reflex?
1: Oh god. <laughs> I'll feed, like, one plate, and then what comes out is, like, three three full-grown. <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous. Um, yeah, sorry. So, yeah, w- w- with the creativeness, I would usually do everything that baby needed doing, and then when she went for a nap, I'd start working. And then when she'd wake up, I'd stop working. When she went for a nap, I'd start working. So my nap times were usually when she was napping, or um, I wouldn't. <laughs> sure, okay. Yeah, I just wouldn't sleep. I don't know if creative people deal with this, but I, I have this thing where if I, I get an idea, I need to see it happen, come to fruition, and the, the day that I come up with it. Um, so yeah, I, I think it's a mix of me just creatively wanting to express myself. And I have I have this kind of insane drive to do well by my daughter. I kind of always have. I, she goes to a, a school now that costs quite a lot, and... At the time, it was to get her in there because I wanted her to have the best that she could have. So the jobs that I was doing at that time were crappy. Anything I could do to get her into this position. And that, that's, that's I think, the other half of the drive. I could stay up for years, you know, just to make sure she's cool.
2: Well, that's wonderful. Yeah. And to have that passion and to have, I understand, so much fun with her when you are spending
1: time with yeah. her and not
2: writing music. Yeah. What do you guys like to do?
1: Oh, man, she's... <laughs> I, she's like, so I, I think I'm pretty funny.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Does she think you're? funny?
1: Yeah, no, no. Nah, that's kind of what I like to test my jokes on her and just see how terrible mm-hmm. I am. Um, we do a lot together, man. Like, I, she was huge into netball last year, so I mean, we're there. And as a dad, I don't know if, if, if dads. I've actually noticed that dads are different these days at at sporting things. I come from an age where, like, my dad was screaming at me from sideline, like, pick the ball up, you know what I mean? Like, hurry up, run, let's go try, and that kind of thing. So I'm from there. And then I noticed that her netball games, are like go volley, and no one else is screaming. And then I'm like, oh, interesting.
2: Hey, you're okay. I'm one of those ones. On are the you side one of those? Too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Go. Yeah. So I try and call out all the names that you can
1: remember from all the yeah teams. from all the yeah, yeah to make it nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So um, yeah, so, yeah, so I'm, I'm, I, I go to netball games. She's she's heavy into um. She likes to write, so I mean I, I like to help her write, and she likes singing. Great.
2: So is she writing songs or is she writing Creative stories? Creative writing, just yeah. stories.
1: Yeah, she likes to write. Um, yeah, and then singing. So I got her a singing coach uh, this year as well. And So just any, anything she's into, I just kind of vibe with her.
2: So um, how about when you blended the family with your partner, Danny? How yeah. did that go?
1: It's a, man, that was a challenge. I think that's a... We have two different... St- like, Firstly, we're getting to know each other... Um, and then you're bringing these kids into the mix that don't know each other, and they have their style of parenting, and it's a mishmash of emotions. Sure, uh, um, but it's lovely. I mean, it's worked out really well. It's, it just took time.
2: <clears throat> How long have you been with Danny?
1: Uh, three years now.
2: Great. And when did you introduce Danny to Valley? Pretty early
1: on, through my dating, to my dating years. Yeah. Um, I found that it was important to introduce quite early, like, because uh, you know, I had some experiences where I'd be messing around and, um, and then I'd say, yeah, i got a kid as well and then that would kind of be a shift. There would be a shifting thing and I'd be like, oh, damn. I should probably bring that up a bit earlier if, if, any, if I was even to pursue that any further. Sure. So um, with Danny, I think it was the first day I met her, I told her that I had a baby, but they didn't meet for a couple of weeks after.
2: Yeah. Okay. And uh, giving so much of yourself to your music, mm. to your daughter... And then bringing in a partner and their child. Yes. How do you get that balance now? Because you need, everybody needs a little piece of you, don't they?
1: Yeah. <laughs> man, yeah, you're right. <laughs> it's probably the studio, yeah. As much as I say it's like my work passion, it's probably escape. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably like, see you guys. Um, yeah, no, it is, it is tough, man. And, and again, it's, it's that, it's trying to make sure that everybody, I guess, gets quality time. Because I can come home after work and still be thinking about work for hours after so that um, is tough. I'd say that's probably the hardest thing, is to make sure everybody gets a bit of Kingdon, not Kings. Yeah, Kingdon, uh, yeah. um, myself, is a family guy. I, I, I love my family. Kings is a very business-orientated tyrant monster man guy who just loves to work and, and go hard, yeah. So what do you want for your daughter when she grows up? Man, to, to not want for anything. I want her to be so clear when she says that she wants to do something that nothing can stop her from doing the thing. Similar to, I guess, my determination, but for her.
2: Kington, is that a parenting style that you've been given from your father or is that something that you've picked up yourself that you want to do with your daughter?
1: So so my dad, my mum and dad split um, when I was quite young and I didn't actually get to reconnect with my dad till I was around... Fourteen, fifteen. Oh wow! Yeah, so through that period, and you know, I've done like kind of anger management classes and communication classes, and, and it's all come down to this thing where I've built this kind of man in myself, this kind of like champion. And you know, if I could call him anything, I'd probably call him kings today. But back then, I used to, he was actually like a a scary figure. I'm, this is a true story. Like, I, I, it was like a figure in my room that was like a staunch ghost-like figure. And I, t- I talked about it quite a lot when I was younger. And, um yeah, so we, we find out later on that it was kind of me creating this character that was, I guess, not scared where I was quite vulnerable and scared without a dad. This kind of thing that that I would turn to to, to look after me, which was in myself. It's, it's, kind, of, it's kind of a weird t- thing to talk about, but I think people can understand the concept of, like, a not split personality, but, do you know what I mean, something that I could charge, like, close my eyes and become, like, this superhero but the connection with my dad now is insanely strong like now we're like best friends and um he's even talked me through this and i talked to him about this and he's like crazy man and he's like i see it when you play a sports because i box as well like he said you switch into this kind of this guy and i'm like yeah the alter ego yeah yeah and beautiful. there's no bitterness
2: that i can hear no that he wasn't there when nah. you were younger
1: no no i got over that man i had to Sure.
2: And is that through the counselling? Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah, Yes, through counselling, through growing, through learning, through having my own daughter. I think so.
2: Hey, what would be the best piece of advice that you'd ever been given?
1: Oh, man. You know, I, I've got a lot of advice from people, but I'd like to give some of my advice. Great. I don't think there's a one-way. You know, I think a lot of people have advice that worked for them, and you can always have a guideline but I think until you until you are doing it, until you're sitting there with a handful of diapers full of dinner, you get to really see what's real. You get to see what's real in in those moments. You can't you can't you know it's like it's like training someone to go into the Olympics. Like you can say, okay, so what's gonna happen? There's gonna be thousands of people screaming your name when you get hit. People are gonna go ooh. Until you actually go through that, you're not gonna get it. Sure. And so, so the advice I'd give to somebody is is to. To go in with the intention to love,
4: our second james he's he 's seventeen months now. I guess I had no idea how um, and and this has perhaps been the not just the biggest surprise but also the maybe the best part for me personally was losing some of my selfishness, I, I don't know, it just makes you completely aware of another human being, you know, every aspect of their life. And that, for me, was quite a surprise. I, I guess, I mean, I guess it's obvious, isn't it? You know, you spend, you spend so much uh, time with them and you lose part of yourself, but you gain you gain um, so much more, you gain access to another person's life and it's really, it's really amazing.
2: You know, that's a very true observation. Parenting is so much about transformation for both you and your
3: child. Absolutely, and when Kings talked about how he found he unexpectedly enjoyed cooking for him and his girl, it just really reminded me of the unexpected things that happened to me in my motherhood. And I think one thing that comes to mind is around dancing and play. So I spent so much of my life doing the right thing and following the expected path that to meet my children where they were in play, was not just transformational but it was kind of like an awakening it's like it's your inner child coming out and I I mean I I'm so grateful to my children and for being a mum to have had the experience of unlocking that inner child and actually finding the play and finding the unbridled joy in life again
2: oh wonderful Mm. do you know what Tui it's mm. always been the opposite for oh, me. Susie. <laughs> <so is he? laughs> for years and years of being the Play-Doh queen yes, and singing songs and yep. being Mrs. Wobble and all the rest of it, I was actually a bit concerned that I wasn't going to be the mature one <laughs> in the family. So they have actually helped me grow up. Mm. But... There's still been lots of play. There's still I been lots you. of silliness.
3: So we're just past New Year, aren't we? And so tell me, Susie, do you have any New Year's resolutions, particularly around this topic today, around the juggle? Well, to be honest, Tui, we haven't
2: ever set resolutions as mm-hmm. a family, but we have put some things in place. In fact, today we started a new routine and it's our intention to continue it on, and um, it's family exercise, exercising together. Oh, that's nice. So one of the things I we did over Christmas was have a massive clear out. Last year was so chaotic, the garage and um, our master bedroom became the biggest dumping ground ever <laughs> with piles at the end of the dining table and piles everywhere. So we took a little bit of time. It was a staycation mm-hmm. and our staycation involved turning the house upside down mm-hmm. and then putting it back together again. Mm-hmm. And it's been really good. Mm. The kids have gone through books that they've had in their bookshelves and reread things and connected with toys and mm. bits and pieces and then they've let them go the ones that they haven't wanted to do. And this mm. isn't a Marie was condo yeah Marie Kondo thing. We started it before she was on Netflix so. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's been really good to start that way because it's clearing out last year Mm. and it's setting us up for a clean slate for Mm. this year and exercising together has been really fun we've walked down to the beach nearly every day Mm -hmm. we've got a little beach just down the road from us and that's a great way to clear the cobwebs get some exercise go and have some fun Mm. but now actually exercising together we're supporting each other we're egging each other on we're Mm. getting hot and sweaty together and Mm. and it's something that we can bond over Mm. how about you
3: uh, I'm like you. I don't do resolutions per se. What I like to call uh, them is New Year's intentions. Oh, nice. So I set an intention for how I want to go about the year, and, and often I'll come up with a couple of words that are really meaningful to me. So for me this year, it's about spaciousness, and it is about creativity. I'm going to help myself with the juggle and keeping things balanced by creating space, and that might be, you know, in the, the material world like you've done with decluttering, but also a spacious mind, so not having so much going on in my mind that I can't see the wood for the trees, and that will allow me to be creative, and for me, that's it, spaciousness and creativity. Tui, can I borrow your spaciousness word? I love that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, the mindful moments are perfect for that because they create space in your busy world, and they are a way
0: to help you get back into balance. Lovely. As you try to recall the last time you had eight hours sleep, take a moment to remind yourself that you're not alone. There's tons of Kiwi parents doing the hard yards, and we understand, because we're parents too. And Mumpedia Pro 3 Toddler Milk, proudly developed in New Zealand.
3: Work-life balance is such a tricky one. We all wear so many hats. I jump between being mummy, marketer, business owner, and what about that hat that's just me? Even when I'm clear what hat I'm wearing, none of them feels the same each day. Life is organic, constantly unfolding, and with that comes unpredictability. Our roles are not static, they are ever-changing. We ourselves are ever-changing too. Our bodies, our thoughts, our emotions, our moods. So how can we bring stability or a sense of groundedness to our life so that we remain steady and able to cope with the constant changing of hats, so that we are able to cope when life gets out of balance? Well, one way is to use a breathing practice called apana pranayama. Let's give it a go now. You need to be standing for this one, so take a moment to stand up and find a comfortable place to stand with your eyes closed. That might be freestanding or against a wall. Find that place, allow your feet to be comfortably apart and close down your eyes. With your eyes closed, draw your attention to your feet and feel that your weight is even across the ball of your feet and heels. Scanning attention up to your knee, put a soft bend in both knees so you're not locked in your joints. Now up to your tailbone, have a sense of it drawing down toward your heels. And as you do so, you'll feel your belly energetically rise. Allow your shoulders to be soft, jaw soft, eyes soft. Standing steady but soft, breathe here to your natural rhythm as I explain apana breath. On your inhale breath, you're going to visualize the breath moving all the way down to your belly. And when you reach the full expansion of your inhale, you'll pause just briefly, visualizing the breath pooling in your belly. Then on your exhale, you're going to imagine sending the breath down your legs all the way down through and out the soles of your feet to the earth below. Let's do it together now. Wherever you are on your breath cycle, exhale fully now. Now as you inhale, visualize the breath moving down to your belly. Pause with the breath there. Then as you exhale, visualize the breath moving down your legs through your feet to the ground below. Again, inhale, send the breath to your belly. Pause. Exhale, send the breath down to the ground. One more time on your own now. And then when you're finished, allow your breath to return to its natural rhythm but keep your eyes closed. Notice, how do you feel? Do you feel more grounded, connected to where you are? Apana refers to downward flowing energy. It grounds your energy, so it's great for bringing you into full presence as you put a new hat on and for connecting you into the next role you're about to play. I often use it when I get home from work to remind myself where I am and who I am at home. I'm mummy. It's also a great technique to steady yourself in times of change, even chaos. If you don't know whether you're Arthur or Martha, whether you're coming or going, give this a go and see what effect it has for you.
2: I like the way that this exercise helps you consciously think about transitioning from one focus and moving through to the next one so
3: easily. Mm, absolutely. I think it's the pause. It's that pause in the middle and the grounding effect that I really love. Um, so do enjoy it.
2: Mm, I will. Hey, next week we're going to be talking numbers. And by that I mean we're going to be talking about
3: What happens when you get more than one bundle
2: of joy at a time?
3: Oh, you're surprised and delighted, aren't you? Of course. (laughs) So you're talking about multiples, aren't you? Yes. Twins, triplets and the rest. Well, Sonia Gray, known to the nation as the weekly host of Lotto, is going to share with us her story of what bringing up double trouble, she has twins, is really like. So I'm really looking forward to that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> hey, I'm learning to play the guitar this year.
2: Oh, fantastic.
3: So maybe by the end of this, Great.
2: I can do yeah, some strumming. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get the jams going, all right. Tōru fa. Ooh, ah, eh. Don't you worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Lucky to be what you, do, you find yourself all alone.
0: parent is full of surprises and any one day the mood of your toddler can swing from frustration happiness back to frustration tantrums and tears that's why we make our and mum toddler milk surprise free with nutrients including 15 essential vitamins and minerals and no added sugars giving your little ones the strength to grow and double strength mama power gives you the power to keep going and mum you've got this